Today, we are going to jump into part two of the four-part series, Podcasting Made Simple. Today, I'm going to dive into a couple tools that I think are ones you've got to get if you're podcasting or you plan on podcasting. And I'm going to give you a couple quick quick tips for when you launch or relaunch what you need to do to really have more impact and grow your podcast. Hey, and welcome to Tackling the Tech. Are you ready to simplify your systems and get easy to follow recommendations, tips, and the best tools to use for your online business? Then join me, your host, Kristen Fitch, a creative problem solver and online traffic growth coach who will help folks without a technical background to simplify their systems and to tackle their tech without pulling their hair out or searching so many YouTube video tutorials. I've got you. Are you constantly trying things online and wondering what actually works? We're going to talk online tools. We're going to talk about optimizing your website and your email list. We are going to talk about social and we are going to talk about podcasting. I want to help you do the same that I've done by tackling your tech because it doesn't have to be so hard. Grab your coffee and notebook and let's tackle your tech so you can focus on getting on with your life and growing your business. All right. First today, I want to share a couple tools that I use. Most of these are paid tools or programs that I use, but I'm going to tell you it's worth the investment and it will save you time down the road. So for me, obviously time is money. You know, if I can save time, then it's worth the money to spend it on a program or a tool or a product. So I'm going to start off with those. So these are going to be for people that are already podcasting or you're ready or soon launching a podcast. If you haven't started one yet, but you're thinking about it, write these down and look at getting them as you're starting off or once you're able to put the, you know, make the investment into these things. Okay. So the first thing is a lot of people, when they start recording their podcast, they might start either on their phone because the free, um, podcasting program, anchor.fm is a phone-based program. That is excellent. If you just want to dabble, you want to try podcasting out, but you're not really sure, but I don't recommend it. If you're certain you're serious about starting this podcasting business, especially if you're already established a brand or, you know, company, or you're already have an established audience, even if it's small, if that's the case, then I would consider looking at a paid for podcasting platform. There is literally hundreds, I think, but that's something like Podbean, there's SoundCloud. There's a lot. I was on Podbean for the first uh, six months and I was happy with them, but I moved over to Captivate.fm. They are a newer um, platform, but I've been really happy with them. So go ahead, look at the features, look at what you're hearing, you know, friends or people, you know, that are podcasting, what they like about the platform, but it really does matter. If you start with Anchor that's free, or if you even start with a podcasting platform and then you switch, you're always going to have, well, two things. If you're using any automation, like pulling your podcast episodes to your website, those are going to be broken because the it was coming from the feed from your first podcasting platform, meaning that none of the old players will work and you're going to have to go manually change them to the new platform. So in other words, let's try to pick your best option as you start out um, podcasting because you'd really like to grow with that company if you're able. Sometimes we make changes, but there's obviously sometimes growing pains when we do that. I experienced that going from Podbean to Captivate. Both platforms are great, no issues there, but it was because I had already really pushed out a lot of episodes. I think I was already 
near, maybe I was at 80 or 90 episodes. So that's a lot of content I had already published before I moved. And so I still have stuff I'm going to have to go back and tweak that I, you know, doesn't work from when I originally did it. So it's just something to think about. Okay. So like I said, the point there was don't start with anchor if you know this is going to become a serious part of your business because one, you can only do it on your phone. I personally need to be on my computer with my microphone and I like to see it recording in my the program I use to uh, record and to edit, which we're going to get to. That's a preference. Some people prefer recording on their phone. If that's you, then you can consider that you know avenue of anchor.fm. Number two, most people, when they first start out, they're looking for a free audio and recording um, program right on their computer. So a lot of people on the PC use Audacity. Uh, Audacity is the name of the app. It's a very good program, especially for being free or a free version of it. If you're on a Mac, a lot of people use GarageBand. I have used Audacity. I have it on my computer. I, several years ago, before I started my podcast, but I was editing someone else's podcast, I purchased Hindenburg. And Hindenburg is a uh, audio recording and editing app that was actually originally created for news journalists that are doing audio recording and for podcasters now. I'm very happy with it. I love it, but it was a little more pricey because I bought the mid-tier version of it. So it was over $300. I think they have a starting basic package that's $90 and that's a one-time fee. So over time for me, it's worth it. You know, I'm I'm happy to have paid that fee and I think it, the program works really well for me. Okay, so next up, if you're somebody, uh, let's see, how do you record your episodes? If you're doing solo episodes, it's pretty easy. You can just record it right into the audio recording and editing program like Audacity or Hindenburg or GarageBand. If you're doing interviews, for over a year and a half, I've been using Zoom and it works pretty well. When you finish your Zoom call, it saves a video you know, file and an audio file. But what you need to know is that the audio file is a single audio file, whether you have two or more people on the call. That's fine when everything goes perfect, but when it doesn't, then you can't fix one person's audio. Like if there's an issue with the background or you can't fix their level, right? If they're too quiet or loud and you're, you're fine. So there are negatives. There's cons to doing it that way. Two programs, and there's lots of programs that let you do um, video and audio recording at the same time. Some are more for live streaming, but they still work for podcasting. Well, two that I've reviewed and I am considering using, but I haven't currently um, kind of pushed over to using it as my default is Zencaster because it lets you, and that's Z-E-N-C-A-S-T-R, no E in there. It lets you record separate audio files, which the beauty in that, of course, so any programs that do that means if you or your guest or guests, one of you have an issue, one of the files has an issue, you can increase it or decrease it. You can clean up the sound, you know, the noise a little bit in it. So for somebody that doesn't have like many of us new podcasters, or maybe we're not a larger company, we might not have all the bells and whistles of like a um, sound studio, or maybe you don't want to go to where you can um, rent sound space, you know, like a recording studio space, or it's just not cost um, beneficial to you then these are great programs because 
they let you do some of the features and they let you alter some things, uh, even if you don't have like a, a sound studio. So I'm sorry. And the other one is Riverside.fm. They're both two to look at. And I definitely think they're, they're good ones to consider. All right. Next up. For people that want to make sure that they don't have random um, noises in their recording, whether you're on Zoom or you're one of the other programs I just mentioned, or whether you're using your audio editing tool to record, this next thing I'm going to mention, it's worth it. Every person that is on Zoom calls, every person that does lives or does audio recordings needs to go and buy this now. So it's called crisp.ai. It's K-R-I-S-P. AI. And they have a free version of it. And I don't really know exactly what limitations you have, but they do have a free version. So go check it out. It looks like it's $5 a month. When I bought it over a year ago, I think there was more of a flat fee, but I guess I'm gonna have to check on that. But still $5 a month. What it does is it runs, you basically, after you install it, it runs as your microphone. So you pick in your recording program and then you pick it in Zoom as your main microphone. So I still use my, I have a Yeti uh, I bought years ago. I use my Yeti, but then in the program, I identify it as crisp and meaning that it's going through the Yeti, then through the crisp program. What it's doing is it's using AI to only keep human voice. It removes all background noise and echoes. So when I'm doing an interview, I'm talking like right now, my dog comes in the room and starts barking like he's going to kill someone or my son comes in the front door and slams the door or he starts, um, you know, maybe using the microwave. None of those noises are actually on my recorded audio. They are actually pulled out in real time. Seriously, that is the best five bucks you can use every month, I promise. So I don't have to worry about on my side. Now, my guest side, it doesn't work on their side. They would have to have the program too, or I would have to run their audio through it differently. But Seriously, I am giving, I have clean audio for myself every time. Now it doesn't take it out if it's, so if someone yells and it's human voice, it may not take that out because um, it's still human voice, but any sounds like if I knock right now on the table, then that should not be in my podcast recording right now. I'll have to go back and look. Okay. Then uh, the last thing I want to mention to you is if you're looking to post video clips with the captions, right? Your text on social media, um, or even on your website, the best product I found or platform, and I looked at six of them or how many ever I could find, maybe it was eight over the last six months, is called recast.studio. It's about $22 a month and you get 45 minutes of video clips that you can use. But think about this. On social, you're not trying to share your whole episode. You're not trying to share long clips. So you might only be doing you know, a two minute clip or a four minute clip of your different episodes. This is if you have video. Now, some people don't, but all my interviews, I always save the video. So if I'm going to do video clips, I go into the program, I import my video, and then it lets me pick whatever part of the clip I want. It's super easy to, to pull and scroll to preview. And then every part of my, uh, the little finished product, the little video clip, is editable. I can edit the title, subtitle. I can put in my graphic for my podcast. I can put in the episode name, you know, everything I want. So honestly, it's pretty amazing. And I looked at all the other uh, tools that are similar to this 
They were either really clunky and hard to use. They weren't intuitive um, as far as what I'm concerned. And I've reviewed thousands of platforms and tools over the last 20 years. And I thought it was super intuitive, really easy to use compared to the competitors or similar ones. Or the other ones let you do like Headliner and some of those other ones. They let you do a frozen graphic with the audio um, audio um, coming through with the text. But this one actually is live video plus the captions. So to me, that was a big win-win. Okay. So those are the tools that I recommend that you consider, you think about, or at least when you're looking at things like hosting, look at the you know competitors and decide what you like. Don't just pick the one that everybody's talking about. Maybe just pick um, three, two to three to review and then decide from there which feature and sort of the layout and you know, what are the pros and cons of it? And then what's the price? You know, can you afford that price? And then what kind of growth are you expecting? And then what does, what is it? How does the price change based on how many downloads you're getting? All right. Okay. Now we're just going to jump into, let's see, we're going to talk about what are a couple of things you can do when you're launching, or if you're looking to bump up your downloads and your rank. Okay. I'm going to share four tips about this. All right. The first is if you haven't published your podcast yet, what I would tell you is besides having to get your podcast art done and, you know, recording your, you know, like your little um, teaser uh, episode, you're going to want to actually record and publish multiple episodes when you launch. So you're not just going to want to push one and then wait till the next week or then the week after that to publish your next episodes. Most of the people, um, you know, in this space recommend publishing a handful of episodes when you launch. The reason is if someone comes and they find, you know, they discover your podcast and they listen, if they like your content, most, many people will go and listen to another episode. They might binge on them, or at least if they found it and they like it, and then you don't have anything for a week, you're not establishing a pattern with the person. So you want to start with multiple episodes and let them know each week you'll be releasing an episode or two episodes or however often it's going to be. Let them know what to expect. But for, for the beginning, you want multiple episodes because you're trying to establish a pattern with that person and for them to get to know you and your content. Okay. If you've already, if you're already a active podcaster, obviously that tip does not apply to you as much. Okay. So next up. If you are looking to increase your ranking, right, your podcast ranking, which you can look at that, one of the sites you can do that at is listennotes.com and it will show you your rank. Well, I'm sorry, if your podcast is new or it doesn't have very many downloads, I just launched or relaunched a different podcast of mine this week. So it's still small because I've never even promoted it anywhere. Like I've never even shared it with anyone. Then that one isn't ranked yet. In other words, it's not, it hasn't gotten enough um, activity, if you will, to rank. But my other one is currently, or I'm sorry, this podcast is currently ranked in the top 5%. And so how do you rank? Okay. So what you need to do is it's basically activity and action with your podcast helps your ranking. What does that mean? It means people are downloading and listening to your episodes. It means they're subscribing to your podcast, but then it means that they are leaving rating and reviews of your podcast. Apple is the main podcast platform I shared on last week's episode. There's about 2.9 million podcasts available. 
on all platforms, but Apple has about 2.4 million of those on their platform. Now, a lot of us have our podcasts available multiple places, but Apple is the big boy. So what you want to do is you want to get a large number of people to leave a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts all within a 24-48 hour period. The reason is, is because just like Apple in their app store, when I used to publish children's games and then actual game apps years ago with our brand Ziggity Zoom, it was the exact same way. You had to get, you know, you basically had to get people saying like, this thing's so great. So in this case, your podcast, the more activity and the more people are talking about it through these review and ratings, the more Apple goes, huh, looks like this is popular. People like this. And so that will help your ranking. And then if you're already launched, do you want to regularly do that? You want to, well, one, you want to always encourage your listeners to leave a rating or review. I know on my podcast, I've always had that at the end. And of course, you can pop that in the middle or the beginning on occasion to say, hey, we'd love it if you like the show. Leave us a rating and review. Lots of people do giveaways or other you know cool things in order to encourage that behavior. But just regularly do that. You know, you need to push these rating and reviews because it helps you get discovered easier and then um, more because the more of those you get, the more that Apple kind of gives you more clout, if you will. All right. So that's super important. All right. Next, if you're about to launch or maybe you're just going to launch a new series, maybe you're about to do something kind of new with the podcast, maybe you've rebranded, then you want to plan a podcast tour. What do I mean by that? Well, what you want to do is you just like if you were doing a book launch, um, if you're doing a podcast launch, or like I said, you want to just kind of build up some excitement and buzz around your current podcast, then what you want to do is you want to pitch other podcasts. You want to go on other podcasts to talk about, you know, whatever it is you're about to release. So it could be the podcast overall and topics that you can share with these other audiences that will benefit them. Or it may be that you have a new series coming out, like I'm doing this series on podcasting right now. And then in that case, you know, you'd want to be talking about something related to whatever your series is on. So that is important, but you have to plan that ahead of time, right? Because those, you know, you have to pitch the different podcasts that you know and love. And then of course you have to schedule the interviews. And then of course you have to get the releases of those. And you can't always know when they're going to release because all podcasters are on different schedules. You know, some people work quickly after the the interviews and other people are booking in recording months ahead of when it actually releases, sometimes even longer than that. But you just want to get the buzz going. Uh, Let's see. And then next, okay, my last tip is you need to regularly review the data. What are your stats telling you? Which episodes seem to be resonating with people? Which episodes are people downloading? Which episodes are people reaching out to you about and telling you, oh my gosh, this is so good, okay? And then um, one thing, of course, having worked in business for a long time, I've done market research in my businesses. I've done it with companies, but I just went through Steph Gass's program, uh, Podcast to Profit, recently. And, you know, one of the things we did in the program was more market research, more polling. And, you know, what was so lovely about it was it was specifically to us working on tweaking and revising our podcasts and getting uh, feedback on, you know, our, our person's, you know, biggest challenge and our, their biggest desire. And so 
That's pretty common, right? Thing to find out about your customer. But why I'm bringing this up is this. It's so important if you don't know what your listeners want to hear more of, if you don't know where they're at in the journey with where you're helping them, then you may keep hitting or missing the mark. And so ask them, find out, talk to your listeners or talk to people that you work with and then do it regularly. You know, this isn't a one one and done kind of thing. And so I would just encourage you to do that. And if you're not finding having the growth you want, I know that's one of the reasons I did her program is I wasn't having explosive growth and I wasn't having, um, I felt like I was kind of at a stagnation point, right? And so that's why I wanted to go through the program. And I'm so glad I did. And the other thing too is we're going to have to keep tweaking and keep pivoting. I mean, I'm continuously making changes and I'm going to be. So for those of you that are hanging in there, right? Thank you because, you know, this is a work in progress. It is a finding your sweet spot where what you have to offer and how you can provide people with information and knowledge, where it matches up with where you're at and what you want from me, right? How I can help. So it is a work in progress. And so what I tell you is don't feel defeated or discouraged, you know, and one thing that Steph shared in that, because she's been podcasting for several years and done really well, she has a top podcast and is doing really well financially with her podcast and programs. But she said, it's about a year and a half in before you, or before a lot of people really hit that, you know, explosive growth, or they see a big shift because part of it is you learn, right? You've a year and a half into podcasting. It's kind of like you've gained some mastery, right? You're, you're not in the first three months. You're just kind of trying to hang in there and get your stuff done. So that's the first thing is I just want to encourage you stick with it, commit to yourself and stick with it for some time, you know, because you have to give it time to grow. And of course you have to do outreach. You have to do things to help it grow, but uh, you know, you can't, a lot of us, unless we already have a big following in this area that we're working in, we're not going to have huge growth immediately. And so, you know, I don't want to make anybody feel discouraged. If you're feeling frazzled or flustered about starting your podcast, or you started one, but you just feel maybe a little lost, you know, reach out to me. You know, I'd love to connect with you. And of course, you can definitely check out Steph Gass's uh, programs as well. She does a great job with them. And uh, so that's it for today. This is podcasting made simple and it's some tools and tips that I recommend. I hope it's helpful and I'd love to hear from you what other questions you have around this. Thanks again for joining me on Tackling the Tech. And if you enjoy the show, we would love it if you shared it with somebody. And if you could leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, that helps more people find the show so that we can help them simplify their systems and tackle their tech with less headaches and getting other things done in their life. And until next time, I hope you have a great week and I will see you back here next week.